ಸುಖಬೋಧಾ ವಿವೇಕೋಯಂಧೀಯಿತ್ರೇ ಪೃಥಕ ಬಿಗಿನಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ನಾವ್ ದ ಟೀಚರ್ ಎಸ್ಟಾಬ್ಲಿಶಿಸ್ ದ ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ದಟ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಇಸ್ ನಿತ್ಯಂ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಇಸ್ ಚೇಂಜ್ಲೆಸ್ ಆರ್ ಕಾನ್ಸ್ಟೆಂಟ್ and everything else is changing shabdas prashadayo vedyaha the five objects of the senses shabdas prasha rupa rasagandha these five four objects the world vedyaha which are the objects of knowledge those which are illumined by consciousness knowledge vaichitra on account of their vichitrata since they are different from one another <coughs> like the cow is different from a horse so also sound is different from touch touch is different from form form is different from taste taste is different from smell and thus these five fold objects are all different from one another distinct from one another and so vaichitrat chagare prasaka <coughs> so they are they are different from one another <coughs> and so prasak they are prasak they are different from one another parasparam vidyante they are different from one another tatah vibhakta tat samvit tat samvit the knowledge of these objects however is tatah vibhakta is different from the objects and aikarupyan vidyate the point that is made is that constantly we gain knowledge of different objects like a part like a cloth like a room like a book so the objects of knowledge keep on changing but the knowledge that is in and through all these objective knowledges this knowledge is the same by knowledge meant here consciousness that which illumines the different objects and so knowledge or consciousness which is called here samvit samyak vetti it is samvit <coughs> so that which knows everything very well is called samvit and not in sense of knowing but that which illumines that which shines that which that which shines or that which illumines is called samvit and only thing that illumines by itself is is consciousness is chaitanyam or the self so this samvit or the consciousness or the knowledge that illumines different objects is ever the same and the objects which are illumined they keep on changing <clears throat> the interesting thing is an object is known to us when a corresponding thought form takes place in our mind like i say that i know this microphone when a thought form corresponding to the microphone takes place a a microphone akara vritti vritti or a thought form of the form of microphone takes place then the microphone is known that is called the microphone knowledge in fact what is meant by knowledge here is the corresponding vrittis so i hear a sound a corresponding thought form takes place i say that i know this particular sound so these knowledges in the form of these thoughts they keep on changing as i look around as i contact different objects through my sense perceptions the various object knowledges take place but in and through these changing knowledges or changing thought forms what is changes is the consciousness or knowledge that illumines its thought forms because in a thought form that of a microphone or a part for example takes place in my mind how do i know the presence of that thought form only when that thought is illumined illumined by the witness or illumined by the self illumined by the knowledge 
that illumining principle is the same is the same like the light illumines the objects are all various that which illumines is changeless is one alone that which is illumined is constantly changing <clears throat> so that's the point that is being made here thus in the waking state moment to moment we gain objects of different knowledge of different objects in in and through all this changing knowledges what remains changeless is the very knowledge the samvit or the consciousness <clears throat> so part of this comment we read last night <clears throat> that jagare indriyehi arthopalabdhi jagaritam idu uttalakshane avasthavishese vedyaha samvidvishe bhutaha shabdasparashadeha akashadi gunatvena prasiddha tadadharatvena prasiddha akashadayascha vaichitrayat parasparam gavashvadivad vailakshanyopetatvat prathak parasparam vidyante the objects are different from one another and so they are constantly changing <coughs> in the second line tato vibhakta tat samvid aikrupyanna vidyate that samvid is the consciousness that is different from the objects that also we should know that the knowledge of the consciousness that illumines the objects is different from the objects as well as not changing objects are changing knowledge is different from the objects and also changeless <coughs> these two points are made and both these points must, must be borne in mind because the same points will be made with reference to the dream state as well as the deep sleep state here the discussion pertains to the waking state because it is very clear and we can very clearly see this point that yes the consciousness or the knowledge that illumines the objects is different from the objects the objects are changing the consciousness remains changeless <coughs> now in the Sixth line on the page three. The second line of the verse is being explained by the commentator. Tataha te mbhyo vibhakta buddhya vivechita tat samvida te sham shabdadi nam samvit jnanam aikarupyat samvit samvit iti ekakarena avabhasmanatvat gaganam eva nabhindyate. Tataha tataha means fifth case that I means with reference to these objects like Shabdas Parasharupa Tebhya Vipakta that Samvit the knowledge is different from them Buddhya Vivechita how do you know that the knowledge is different from the objects that is known in the Buddhi that is known in the intellect there is no other way of so in the intellect you know that the knowledge that illumines the objects is different from them Tatsamvita, that's a compound word, which says Tatsamvita means Tesham Samvit, Tesham Shabdadinam Samvit, the knowledge of this sound, etc. Samvit means Jnanam, Aikarupyat, since everywhere Samvit, 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 knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. For example, Ghata Jnanam, Pata Jnanam, Matha Jnanam, or Ghata Samvit, Pata Samvit, Matha Samvit. Ghata Samvit means knowledge of part. Pata Samvit, knowledge of class. Matha Samvit, knowledge of room. Now what is the illustration? The, the part and then the class and the room, there is no relevance to each other. But there is a rhyme there, you know, Ghata, Pata, Matha. After all, what do the sadhus have with them? Just a few things. Imagine a hut, you know, where some, uh, some sadhu is living there. What does he have? He has a part of water with him. So every time we find illustrations of only a part. Why? That's all he has, you know, a part of water. And then you find the illustration of cloth, but that's what he's wearing. And you find the illustration of a room because that's where he's living. That's all. So ghata, pata and matha, you find all the time these illustrations. And the rope they may be using now and then, so rope and snake, because they must be encountering snakes in the forest and whatever. Very simple illustrations. That shows, you know, that life is very simple and consisting of very few objects. And so this ghata pata matha, that's Vedanta. Vedanta means ghata pata matha, that's all. And then you listen to it five, ten times and you get a headache because, because very often you don't know what they are talking. 
all the time so and they make it so complicated simple things are made very complicated when you express them in technical language you know and so ghatavachinna chaitanyam patavachinna chaitanyam when they use five six terms like this then you will give it up you know but then <laughs> so here this samvit means gnanam so ghata samvit pata samvit matha samvit the knowledge of the, the part knowledge cross knowledge room knowledge in that the samvit 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 that is constant ghata pata matha the objects keep on changing the samvit in all of them the knowledge is constant so it is samvit samvitadi ekakarana avbhasamanatvat just as the golden ornaments the forms keep on changing the, the gold is the same and so also the forms of knowledge keep on changing but the knowledge per se the content of every form of knowledge is the same <coughs> gaganam eva gives another illustration gaganam means space so that's another thing that you know you know ghatakasha patakasha mathakasha akasha means space as contained in a part is called ghatakasha space contained in a cloth i don't know how it is contained anyway but then they always talk of patakasha space containing a hall or a room is called mathakasha so there are so ghatakasha patakasha mathakasha the ghata pata matha keeps on changing akasha 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 space is constant so gaganam eva or akasham eva navindyate just as in this different space is confined by different cavities the space is the invariable factor and the cavities they are variable factors and so also in different forms of knowledge the knowledge the consciousness is invariable consciousness of a part consciousness of a microphone consciousness of a book consciousness is invariable and the objects of consciousness they keep on changing <coughs> very simple but that tells us a lot of things because in search of truth what we are seeking is that which is changeless so that which is changeless which cannot be negated so what is satyam abadhitam which you cannot negate that which can be negated that which can be dismissed or that which can be replaced displaced modified that cannot be truth that which cannot be displaced cannot be replaced cannot be modified cannot be reduced cannot be negated that is truth so when we have a number of ornaments made of gold that particular form of the ornament is subject to change it's bengal right now we 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 melt that gold and then pour it another form then you have perhaps what a, a chain and pour it in another form you have bracelet and this form keeps on changing one form can be replaced by another form one form can be displaced by another form one form is negated by another form but what is not displaced what is not negated is gold bengal can replace bracelet but bengal cannot replace gold <coughs> so gold is non replaceable non displaceable non negatable constant changeless element that is the truth about the ornament if you want to know what is truth then this is the method so same method is followed here in our day to day experiences during the waking state what is that changeless factor that cannot be negated so in every experience there is ex- there is the object of experience and the knowledge uh, i mean associated with that experience and the knowledge is the changeless aspect the objects of knowledge keep on changing <coughs> now the same thing will be in dream deep sleep and that's how the point will be made how knowledge or samvit is the changeless element it is nityam nityam means changeless or eternal not subject to the limitation of time <coughs> and therefore it is what sat so that point will be made subsequently <coughs> now some inferences involved here in in the conclusion that we drew here that the commentator says atra ayam prayogah with reference to this this is prayogah prayogah here means this is inference atra idam anumanam this is the inference involved there vivaradhyasita samvit swabhavika bheda shunya once you know this this technical language then it becomes very easy in the beginning we are coming across all these different terms but then 
Once you know the style, then the same style will follow throughout the text. So wherever an inference is involved, he will point out in this manner. Atrayam prayogha vivara adhyasita vivada adhyasita samvita svabhavika bheda shunya upadi paramarsha mantarena avivhavviman bheda tvat gaganavat You know that in infer- any inference, there are basically three elements. Take the case of the very famous, okay, take the very famous example, Parvato Vandiman. There is a hillock where we see the smoke rising and from that we infer that there must be fire on that hillock. How do we say that? Because Yatra Yatra Dhumaha Tatra Tatra Vannihi. Wherever the smoke is, the fire must be. We see the smoke and therefore we infer the presence of fire. Mm-hmm. So, Smoke is what? The hetu, the cause or the linga, the evidence which leads us to the inference of fire. <coughs> so this mountain or the hillock is called paksha, where we see the smoke. And that hillock is possessed of a characteristic or attribute, namely possessing smoke. And from the presence of the smoke, we infer the presence of fire. <coughs> Now here the question is, whether the knowledge is changing or changeless? Because we experience that the part knowledge is different from class knowledge, that is different from other knowledge, and one may think that the knowledge also keeps on changing. Not only the objects of knowledge, namely part etc. keep on changing, but even the knowledge also keeps on changing. How do you say it is not? So, vivada adhyasita, vivada vishayibhuta, the summit of the knowledge or the consciousness, is now a subject of this debate or discussion, whether it is changing or changeless. Vivada dhyasita samvit svabhavika bheda shunya. This is pratigna. That knowledge is svabhavika bheda shunya. There is no svabhavika bheda. Intrinsic, there is no intrinsic change in consciousness. There is no intrinsic change in the knowledge. There may be an apparent change but not an intrinsic change, you see. Uh, so this very same knowledge assumes different forms, all right. Just as in different ornaments, there is no intrinsic change with reference to gold. There may be change in name or in the form, like it's bangle or it's bracelet or earring, but intrinsically there is no change. Similarly also, the proposition here is that the summit of the knowledge there is no intrinsic difference or change in samvit or knowledge. Svabhavika bheda shunya. There is a svabhavika bheda and aupadhika bheda. Two kinds of bheda are there. Svabhavika, whereby nature the thing is changing. Aupadhika, where change is apparent. So, in as much as this knowledge keeps on assuming different forms, like the gold keeping, keep assuming different uh, forms of the ornaments, this knowledge also assumes different forms, like ghatagnanam, patagnanam, mathagnanam. And so knowledge of part is different from knowledge of cause, no doubt. But that difference is brought about by what we call upadhi, namely ghata, pata. And so the presence of ghata, pata, etc. seems to create an apparent change in the knowledge also. Even though knowledge intrinsically does not change, but apparently it seems to change because of the association with this ghatapata, that is called upadhi. <coughs> but, so there is a svabhavika bheda, there is aupadhika bheda. There is an intrinsic change or there is an apparent change. In knowledge there is apparent change alright, but no intrinsic change. That's what is said here, svabhavika bheda shunya, upadhi paramarshamantarena, Abhibhavyamana Bhedatvat. If there were no paramasham means sammanda. If there was no sammanda or relationship with upadhi, then you would not see the change in knowledge. Light, for example, also is similar. When light comes in contact with different objects, it appears different. This object absorbs all the light except the yellow, and so the light appears yellow. This object here, this cloth, absorbs all the light except orange, so light appears orange. Even the light is the same, but because of association with different kinds of objects, it appears different. 
and so also the knowledge is the same but because of association with different objects knowledge appears to change had that association not been there you would not be able to see any change in knowledge upadi paramarsha mantarena except without the association with the upadi abhivavimana bhedatvat the bheda the difference would not be evident kaganavat <coughs> like the space like the space when associated with a part is called part space associated with the room is called room space associated with the cloth is called cloth space it looks as though the part space is different from cloth space is different from room space but that difference is brought about by the upadi called the part cloth room and therefore the, the differences or the variation appearing in space is due to the variation or association with upadi and not that intrinsically the space changes and similar so gaganavat illustration so there must be drishtanta everywhere when in an inference there always must be an illustration so and there is always so for example you see the smoke and infer the presence of fire how do you say that because in the kitchen this is what we see every day in the kitchen there is fire and there is smoke and this we observe in many other places also so then the illustration just as in kitchen there is fire whenever there is smoke on the mountain we see the smoke therefore there must be fire <coughs> then drishtanta must be such that the hetu and sadhya both of them must be there in the kitchen there is hetu the smoke also is there sadhya fire also is there and you see them simultaneously in mountain you see one of them and you infer the presence of the other one <coughs> okay it doesn't matter very much but then just uh, <clears throat> how the inference it, this is how our mind works and the way our mind works alone is is expressed in this different technical terms all right how do you say that the samvit or the knowledge is changeless he gives another inference there shabda samvit sparsha samvidah the knowledge of a sound is not different from the knowledge associated with the sound is not different from the knowledge associated with touch how do we say samvitvat because each of them is knowledge and therefore the knowledge associated with the different objects is changeless idi ekasyaha eva samvidah gaganasya iva aupajika bhedena api so like in the space there is aupajika bheda apparent change or apparent difference as in past space etc and so also in the samvita knowledge there is only an apparent change like the ghatagnanam patagnanam on account of association with upadi such as ghatapata bhinna vyavahar upavattau vastava bheda kalpanayam gauravam the question is how do we explain the difference that the knowledge of ghata is different from knowledge of pata how do you explain somebody say that we propose that even the knowledge also is different we say no that difference is due to upadi and not due to intrinsic change in knowledge so if you can explain with fewer factors then that is considered to be better than bringing in too many factors so if the changes that we observe in the life can be explained by some apparent factor then it's better than taking the change to be real for example the duality we say like the like one reflection is different from another reflection it's different from third reflection so one may say that there are as many suns as many reflections are there that may one proposal so reflections are also changing suns are also many we would say no sun is one changeless but the multiplicity in reflection is due to the multiplicity of reflecting media now thus if you can explain the multiplicity observed in the reflection by multiplicity of media then you do not have to imagine multiplicity of sun so there is one less imagination understand and that is a better proposition than imagining too many things you follow that's why when you talk of god this logician says we don't accept god 
when we can explain the, the phenomenon without the acceptance of God, you need not bring in a factor called God. Then we have to point out that there are so many things you cannot explain, that therefore God has to be brought in, otherwise you cannot bring in. If you can explain the phenomenon with the minimum, fewest factors, well that is a prop, better explanation than uh, explaining this in science also. <coughs> so here also we are able to explain that the apparent change that we find in different forms of knowledge without imagining a change in knowledge. We say that the change is apparent due to the change in the upadhi rather than the change in the knowledge itself. And so, vasto bheda kalpanayam, imagining a vasto bheda, a real intrinsic change in knowledge, kauravam, that would be imagining too many factors, badakam unnayam, and therefore that's badakam. This gauravam means brevity is the way of things and imagining too many factors is, is something that goes against this and therefore what the point that is made in all this is the knowledge is changeless, knowledge appears to be changing not because there is a real change in knowledge but because there is a change in the factors with which knowledge is associated and therefore the change appears but there is no change in knowledge itself in the waking state. <coughs> If you understand this, and very simple, now the same thing is now extended in the dream and the deep sleep state. <coughs> so, Tikagara says, Ukta Nyayam Swapnevi Atidishati. Ukta Nyayam, this Nyaya, or this rule that we found now, or this order that we discovered in the waking state. What did we discover? The knowledge is different from the objects, and secondly, whereas the objects keep on changing, the knowledge is changeless. This is what we found in the waking state. This same Nyaya or the, or the same rule, Swapne Api, in the dream also, Atideshati, the author extends the very rule to the dream state also. Atidesha means extension. Ekatra Upadishtasya Anyatra Upadesha. What has been stated in one place? Stating that in another place, another condition is called extension, atidesha, extension of the same logic now in the dream state. <coughs> so the fourth verse says, Tatha svapne travedyam tu Nasthiram jagare sthiram Tadbhedo tastayo samvita Tadbhedo tastayo samvita Ekarupana bhidyate Ekarupana bhidyate Versus tatha svapne Tatha means similarly in the same manner Svapne in the dream state also What is to be, what is in the dream state? In the dream state also the experience is similar as in waking. In the waking also, there is this transaction of the subject and object. In the dream also, there is a similar experience, there is subject-object duality. <coughs> and therefore, what observation we made in the waking state would also be applicable in dream state. So just as in waking state, the objects are different and the knowledge is different from the object and changeless, so also in the dream state, the objects are different, the knowledge of the object is different from the objects and changeless, tatha swapne. Then the question is, if according to you, in the dream state, in the waking state, the same rule applies, then why do you call it a dream state? Looks like there is no difference between the dream state and waking state at all, then why do you give it another name? If the, the experience of dream state is just like that in the waking state, why do you call it dream? Then he gives the reason why we call it dream state. Atravedyam tu nasthiram jagare sthiram. The difference between the waking and the dream is, in the waking state jagare vedyam sthiram. The objects in the waking state are steady. Meaning that the object that you see today is what you see tomorrow. And you see day after tomorrow. So thus there is a certain steadiness or a lasting nature. The objects in the waking state are, do have a lasting nature. Whereas in the dream state, nasthiram, the objects in the dream state are fleeting. 
They are there only when you see. Next day when you dream, you don't find those things. Because the dream objects are only temporary fleeting, whereas the waking objects are lasting. That is what distinguishes the dream state and the waking state. It is the nature of object that distinguishes the waking state from the dream state. Otherwise, other kinds of things are similar. <coughs> and therefore, that's the distinction between the waking and the dream state. Ataha tayoho samvida ekarupana bhindyate. And therefore, in the dream and the waking state, both the samvita or the knowledge is the one that does not change. So, idea is the knowledge of the consciousness that obtains in waking state is the same consciousness that obtains in dream state. Don't say that the dream state consciousness is different. You can say that waking state consciousness and objects of consciousness may be one. Maybe in dream state another consciousness obtains, who knows. So there the objects may be changing and consciousness of the dream may be changeless. But how do you say that the dream consciousness is the same as waking consciousness? We say it is the same consciousness because there is no reason, there is no change or destruction of consciousness. So waking consciousness is the same as dream consciousness and as it is changeless in waking, so also it is changeless in dream. <coughs> this is explained by the commentator says here. <coughs> Yatha Jagare Vaichitrayat Vishayanam Bhedaha Aikarupyat Samvidaha Abhedascha Tatha Tenaiva Prakarena Supne Yatha just as Jagare in the waking state Vaichitrayat Vishayanam Bhedaha Since the objects are all different from one another and therefore they keep on changing Aikarupyat Samvidaha Abhedascha Whereas the knowledge of the consciousness associated with different objects is changeless, that's why in the same manner, Swapne in the dream also. What is dream? He gives a definition here. Karaneshu, Upasampratesu, Jagarita Samskara Jaf Pratyaha, Savishaha, Swapnaha, Idi Uktalakshanayam, Swapnavasthayamapi. This definition of dream also is to be found in this text called Panchikaranam. From there, these definitions are taken. He explains what is dream. Karaneshu Upasamhruteshu. Whenever sense organs are withdrawn, we said that what is called waking state, the knowledge of the objects with sense organs is called waking state. But these sense organs in the eyes, ears, etc. are withdrawn. <coughs> Karaneshu Upasamhruteshu. Then they are folded up. And then also your similar experience of the objects and subject. How does it come about? Jagarita, jagarita samskara jaha pratyaha. The samskara or the impressions that you have gathered in the waking state, those impressions become responsible for the creation of the dream objects. Savishaha <coughs> pratyaha. The very mind becomes the objects and the very mind becomes the knowledge. So in the dream state, it is a mind on account of the impressions it has gathered from the waking state, creates a new dream world. And those objects are projected objects, objects projected by the mind, not real objects. That's the difference between the waking and the dream. So in this dream state also, sapna api vishayaha eva bhinnaha na samvidati. And so in the dream state also, it is a vishaya, the sense objects that are different, but the knowledge of those sense objects is not different. <coughs> that is tatha swapne. These two words are explained. Then he asks this question. Nanu yadi swapna jagareho ho ekakarata vishaya tat samvido ho bheda bheda bhyam tarhi Svapno jagrahiti svedavyavaharha kinnimitta kahiti. He says, if svapna jagrahiho ekakarta, if you say that the waking and the dream are similar, in what way are they similar? Vishayatat samvidoho bheda bheda bhyam. That vishayas are different and samvid is non-different. 
In the waking state also, the sense objects are different, the knowledge is same, changeless. In the dream also, you say that the objects are changing, the knowledge is changeless. So, characteristics of the waking and dream appear to be the same. And thus, if both of them are the same, tarhi svapno jagraha. Why do you call one state as svapna the dream, other state as jagra waking? Idi bheda vyavaharaha kindamittakaha. What is the nimittam? What is the reason why we have this bheda vyavahara? This kind of a different vyavahara called dream in waking state. If in this respect, that the objects are changing and the knowledge is changeless, in that respect both of them are the same, then what respect are the waking and dream states different from each other that you call one a dream and another one waking? What is it that brings about that different designations of these two states? Iti āsankya āha kin nimittakaha kin nimittam yasyatat to yasyasaha kin nimittakaha Then the, the verse said atra vedyam tu iti atra vedyam tu nasthiram atra tika atra svapne vedyam paridushyamanam vastujatam nasthiram Vedyam means that which is known is called vedyam Ved means to know Vedya means that which is known as the object of knowledge. Atrasvapne tu vedyam. Vedya means paridushyamanam vastujatam. In the dream also, the vastujatam. All this group of objects, paridushyamanam, that are observed, that are known, nasthiram. Meaning that the objects perceived in the dream state are nasthiram, nasthai. They are not lasting. They are Pratiti Matra Shariratvat. They are there as long as you see them. So this you must have heard. That two kinds of this two kinds of experiences are there. One is that you see something because it is there. Other is one is you see because it is there. Other is it is there because you see. In the waking state you see because the objects are there. In the dream state, the objects are because you see. The snake which is superimposed upon the rope is there not, is, you see not because it is there. It is there because you see. But the rope is, see, you see because it is there. So one is called objective reality, other is called subjective reality. So this dream is a subjective reality. Simply a projection of my mind. While waking state is objective reality, equally appreciated by all the people. So says Pratiti Matra Shariratvat. Pratiti means perception. The dream object is there as long as you see them. That's all. <coughs> Moment the dream changes, the objects are all gone. Jagare Sthiram Jagare Tu Paridushtamanam Vastujadam Sthiram Sthai all this was discussed in Manduke Karika also. Manduke Karika also said that there is Kaladvaya. The waking state objects are characterized by two times. What you saw yesterday is what you see today. So two times. Not in the dream state. The objects that you saw in the dream yesterday are not the objects that you see today. <coughs> That's the point that is made here. Jagaretu. Paridushimanam Vastujatam Sthiram Sthai. In the waking state, however, the objects are lasting. Kalantarepi Drashtum Yogyatvat. What you see now, same object also is seen later on. And therefore, it is lasting object. In that respect, the waking state differs from the dream state. <coughs> Ataha Sthira Sthira Vishetva Lakshanavai Lakshanyat Tadbhedaha this is being discussed by the way. Uh, subsequently he will discuss a waking state, dream state, all these states separately, elaborately. Here the discussion is by the way to make a point that why we call it dream and why we call it waking. Ataha sthira sthira vishayatva lakshana vilakshanyat in state, the sthira, vishaya is sthira. In the dream state, it is asthira. 
సుస్థిర అస్థిర విషయత్వ లక్షణ వైలక్షణ్యాత్ వైలక్షణ్యం ద డిస్టింగ్షన్ క్యారెక్టరైజ్ బై ది ఆబ్జెక్ట్స్ బీయింగ్ లాస్టింగ్ ఇన్ వన్ స్టేట్ ఆబ్జెక్ట్స్ బీయింగ్ స్లీటింగ్ ఇన్ అన్ స్టేట్ ద డిస్టింగ్షన్ బీయింగ్ దేర్ తద్భేద స్వప్న జాగ్రేదర్ the waking and dream states are different from one each other because in one stage the objects are lasting in other stage they are fleeting <coughs> so it's quite justified that we give different names for those two states nanu swapna jagrayo bhedaschet tat samvidoho api bhedasyat then the question is if dream state is different from the waking state then we would say that the consciousness obtaining in the dream state is different from the consciousness obtained in the waking state why not idi ashankya with this this ashanka being there this question being there the author said that tayoh samvit ek roopan bhindyate tayoh means in these two states samvit means consciousness being ek roopa ड्रीम स्टेट as it obtains in the waking state <coughs> so again in the dream state the author has proven and there also the objects are changing but the consciousness with which you perceive the objects that consciousness is changeless as in waking state <coughs> now the same thing is shown in the deep sleep state also a little more difficult now same thing is shown in the deep sleep in the next verse says this commentator evam avasthadvaye jnanasya ekatvam prasadhya what has been established in last two verses is avasthadvaye in this two avastha the two states namely waking and dream state jnanasya ekatvam prasadhya that jnana or samvit is one that has been established in the earlier two verses సుసుప్తి కాలిన సైక్య ప్రసాదనాయ తత్వ్ఞానం సాధయతి నౌ దర్ వాంట్స్ షో దర్ ఇన్ డీప్ స్లీప్ స్టేట్ ఆల్సో దర్ ఇస్ కాన్షియస్నెస్ నౌ దర్ ఇస్ నో కంటెన్షన్ దర్ ఇస్ కాన్షియస్నెస్ ఇస్ వేకింగ్ బికాస్ వీ నో దర్ ఇస్ నో కంటెన్షన్ దర్ దర్ ఇస్ కాన్షియస్నెస్ ఇన్ డ్రీమ్ స్టేట్ బికాస్ దట్ ఆల్సో ఇస్ నోన్ టు అస్ బట్ దర్ ఇస్ అ కంటెన్షన్ వెదర్ ఆర్ నాట్ దర్ ఇస్ కాన్షియస్నెస్ ఇన్ డీప్ స్లీప్ స్టేట్ so before you can establish that the consciousness in all the three states is identical you do first establish that there is consciousness in the deep sleep state and then you will go ahead and say that that consciousness is the same as that which obtains in the waking and dream states so first the author proceeds to establish the presence of consciousness in deep sleep state and this is a matter of great debate it is because of deep sleep state alone that the shunyavadi say that there is nothing there is no consciousness in deep sleep at all and so there is all shunyam and we say no there is no such thing as shunyam there cannot be a total absence because you cannot arrive at total absence have you seen total absence total non existence have you seen it we ask him how do you say something is there for you to prove that something is there there must be evidence have you seen it has anybody seen it if you say that you have seen non existence then we will say that who has seen it the seer of the non existence is there and therefore there cannot be non existence per se vedantins do not accept abhava at all you can say non existence of part all right but non existence as such cannot be because the one who perceives the non existent part or no is aware of the non existence he is there and that is what is established here first susuptikalanasyaabhi tasyatena aikya prasadanaya tasya jnanasya tena 
అవస్థాద్వయ జ్ఞానైన ఐక్య ప్రసాదనాయ టు షో దాట్ ది నాలెడ్జ్ ఆఫ్ ట్రైనింగ్ ఇన్ ద డీప్ స్లీప్ ఇస్ ద సేమ్ ఇన్ ద నాలెడ్జ్ ఆఫ్ ట్రైనింగ్ ఇన్ ద వేకింగ్ ఇన్ డ్రీమ్ స్టేట్ తత్ర తావత్ ఫర్ ఫర్ ఎస్టాబ్లిషింగ్ దాట్ జ్ఞానం సాధయతి ఫస్ట్ ది ఆథర్ షోస్ హౌ దేర్ ఇస్ నాలెడ్జ్ ఆర్ కాన్షియస్నెస్ ఇన్ డీప్ స్లీప్ స్టేట్ హౌ ద ఫిఫ్త్ వర్సెస్ సాచావబుద్ధవిషయాబుద్ధాత్మ little complicated sanskrit supto thitasya saushupta tamo bodho bhavet smrutihi here a, an experience that we commonly have is brought in in order to arrive at the presence of consciousness in deep sleep what is the experience when we wake up we say i did not know anything sometimes we are talking some discussion is going on and some fellows doze off you know for 10 minutes asking hey did you hear i didn't know anything where were you i don't know what happened i do not know so when we wake up also we say do you know what happened last night the thieves came here in the neighborhood did you know that no i didn't know i did not know anything this is what i say when i wake up in the morning now that's a very significant statement so that statement is taken as a basis for arriving at the fact that in the deep sleep also there is consciousness consciousness of what consciousness of absence of everything when you say that i did not know anything it's same thing as saying that i knew the absence of everything in algebra they say a plus b when you transpose it then it is equal to what minus a minus b the sign just changes here also you can do the same thing i did not know anything is equivalent to i knew nothing or i knew the absence of everything isn't it i did not know anything the same as saying that i knew that there was nothing so when you say i did not know anything then also in fact you are only uh, revealing the fact that there was knowledge that you knew that there was nothing you knew the absence of everything so that is that is a statement that shows that you knew something what did you know that there was nothing so knowledge was there maybe there was nothing to be known therefore you did not know anything in particular had something been there in deep sleep you would have known but there was nothing to know therefore you did not know anything but then the knowledge was there this sankaracharya very beautiful explains this thing when this this the shunyavadin say that in deep sleep there is total non existence because you don't know anything if existence was there then you would have known if consciousness was there you would have known something you don't know therefore there is no consciousness then the question is how do you say that just because you do not have any specific knowledge that consciousness is not there he says suppose there was darkness in this room there was pitch darkness in this room then you would not see anything just because you do not see anything can you say that i don't have eyes when you say that i do not see anything that shows that i see absence of everything and even the darkness also is seen by you isn't it and therefore your statement that i don't see anything proves the existence of eyes because all the objects of knowledge that you can see are covered by the blanket of darkness and therefore you do not see them distinctly or they do not see them but that does not mean that the the means of knowledge namely eyes are not there and so also in deep sleep true there is no object to be known there because all the objects are covered in the blanket of ignorance and therefore there is nothing no object that can perceive 
But that does not mean that the consciousness with which you perceive is not there. And so the absence of knowledge can be explained by the ignorance. It doesn't have to be explained by absence of consciousness. Just as absence of not seeing anything can be explained because of the presence of darkness rather than absence of eyes. Those fellows say eyes are not there because you don't see anything. We say no, eyes are there. But then you require a secondary thing. In order to perceive an object, you require two things. You require the eyes as well as the sahakari karanam. You require the outer light also. So outer light also is required and the eyes are also required. Eyes are there, but this light is not there, you cannot see. This light is there, eyes are not there, then also you cannot see. When you cannot see, it can be either way. When you cannot see, they say that you don't have eyes. We say, no, you cannot see because this light is not there. Eyes are there. Similarly also in deep sleep, you do not know anything. That can be due to two reasons. Now one is that there is nothing to be known there, no object of knowledge, therefore you do not know. Or there is no consciousness, therefore you do not know. Objects are there but consciousness is not there, therefore you do not know. Or consciousness is there but objects are not there, therefore you do not know. They say that consciousness is not there. We say that the objects of knowledge are not there, consciousness is there. And how do you say? Because when you wake up we say, I did not know anything. That means that you knew the, the absence of everything. <coughs> that is what he said. Suptothitasya. The one who has gotten, gotten up from sleep, that is called Suptothita. Saushupta tamobodaha. When he wakes up in the morning, then Saushupta tamobodaha. There is a knowledge of the, the ignorance in deep sleep. I did not know anything, meaning that I knew absence of everything and therefore that there is absence of darkness or ignorance in the deep sleep that I know. And what is that? Bhavet Smrutihi. That's a memory. In the morning when I wake up and I say I did not know anything, that's a memory. And wherever there is memory, there must be an experience. There cannot be memory before without the past experience. I hear, remember something in, about Bombay or when I am in Bombay, I may remember something about New York. When can I remember? Only when I have experienced it in the past. Otherwise I cannot remember. So memory presupposes experience. In the morning when I have memory of the knowledge of ignorance, that presupposes that I must have experience of that knowledge of experience of ignorance. That shows in a deep sleep, I had in fact the experience of ignorance, knowledge of ignorance. And so knowledge was there in deep sleep. <clears throat> you follow? This is a simple argument. That memory is always preceded. Memory presupposes pre prior experience. When I wake up in the morning, I have the memory of absence of knowledge of everything in deep sleep. And that shows that I had the knowledge of ignorance. I had the knowledge of absence. <clears throat> Thus is established the presence of knowledge in the deep sleep. Sacha avabuddha vishaya Avabuddha means anubhuta. Any memory is always avabuddha vishaya. Memory always has, is derived from a prior experience. Avabuddham tat tadatamaha. And therefore, that tamaha, the darkness or ignorance is in, known in the deep sleep. In deep sleep, we know the ignorance and therefore, there is knowledge in deep sleep also. <coughs> and that knowledge is the same as the knowledge obtaining in the dream and obtaining waking state. <coughs> Okay, it's past 8.30, so we'll conclude today. Om Puranamadaf Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyade Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranamevavashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Taupunaf Punaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmevi Mu
ಲಕ್ಷಿಣಮೂರ್ತ ನಮಃ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ